Alrighty, welcome back to another edition of Dementia in Black and White. I am your host, Matthew Johnson. Thank you for tuning in. You got a lot of options out there with podcasts, and I appreciate you clicking on this one, Dementia in Black and White. So today we're going to talk about wandering. What do you do? You wake up and your loved one is gone. Let's get into it. So this one is a tough one, a tough story to share because it's real. I want to share it, though, because perhaps I can give you some insight into what to do so that it doesn't happen to you. Or perhaps we're going to commiserate together that something like this happened and you had a similar experience. So in my case, it was the move. So. We moved my mom because she had been living by herself and wanted to have more coverage, uh, oddly enough, to keep an eye on her. Um, And so, you know, I kind of anticipated that there would be some unsettling or some adjustment period that she would have to have in terms of getting used to the new place. But, you know, I brought in this big, sofa set pit group or whatever uh, sectional that she had to, you know, have that familiarity. She had this wall unit, this massive, you know what they were like in the, I guess, nineties or whatever. These wall units, entertainment centers, just a big piece of monstrosity. But she kept on about that. You know, once I got her convinced about the move, which was, you know, kind of, once, twice a day saying, don't forget, we're moving. Don't forget, we're moving, you know, um, to get her ready for it. And she was like, well, am I taking this? Am I taking that? Am I taking this? Yes, yes, absolutely. So I didn't have the heart to not bring, you know, a lot of her worldly possessions, quote unquote. So anyway, tried to have all of that. Got to the new place the very first night. Wake up in the morning Mom is gone, not in the house. Now, fortunately, my brother who came into town to help uh, with the move was here. I was here. His son was here. So we had a search team that was ready and we moved to a town where my other brother lived. So my both of my brothers were here and we scoured the neighborhood. Just driving around we're figuring could not she could not have gone that far she's 80 um 80 years old so and you know it's like a kind of got a big hill to one area uh, to get out the neighborhood i'm thinking you know she probably get to that hill and turn around and i ain't going up that hill and it's a big community before you even get out of the community it's <clears throat> Hmm. I don't know, maybe a couple hundred homes, maybe even more than that. So it's not, you know, just a little small one cul-de-sac, whatever. There's several streets and all of that. So we figured we just kind of, you know, drive around there. Two cars We're driving around, called my brother. He came over. He's, you know, driving around the streets, kind of outside the community. We're driving around within the community doing this about 10, 15 minutes 
nothing. Don't see her at all. It's about 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m. in the morning. Then my brother calls the police. And the police say, we just got a call about a woman who appeared to be lost and confused. That's probably your mother. She had walked 1.5 miles away from the house and was just, you know, outside of the community by a good distance across a railroad track. Um, up a little country road and just, you know, hanging out. Somebody saw her, saw she was confused. They probably talked to her, couldn't answer any questions that made sense, so they called the police. But before the police got there, my brother got there to get her. And she was just like, what? What's going on? I was just going home. She just going, you know, got my stuff. It was just going on. Yeah, she had a bag, a purse, and she was just going to walk home. 675 miles. She was just going to walk home. It was not a big deal to her, other than she said she was tired and her legs were sore. Yeah. They don't do that every day, so you're going to have some soreness. Bottom line, she was found safe and sound. But you can imagine the anxiety, the nerves were worn out. Certainly relieved to find her, but then the question became immediately, well, what do we do so that that does not happen again? So, I really want to share with you some things that we did. And certainly if you have other ideas, tips and tricks, by all means, send an email, dballer, D-I-B-A-W-L-E-R at gmail.com. Let's get the conversation going. Let's find out what else is possible. But these are the things that I did after that incident. And that's been mm, good nine months ago. No other incidents since then, thank goodness. One thing, these doorknobs where you have to, the child-proofing type of doorknobs, where if you don't squeeze it properly, the knob just spins. So now I have that on the bottom knob. Make it a little more challenging for it to open the door. Cameras. And cameras, most people buy cameras to keep the bad guys out. I bought cameras to keep the good woman in. So there are cameras. That's one right by the front door, one outside the porch on the front door. So at least if she were to get away, we could at least know which direction she left from the house and up in the corners in the living room and the kitchen area. To just have coverage for all the doors to see if she is making the great escape. No, there might be some concerns. People think about privacy, what have you. Yeah, safety is number one in my book. 
then turned on this. Well, she didn't have an iPhone then. She now has an iPhone and the iPhone is the find my iPhone feature is activated on it. Right. So that might be helpful. She does normally. I mean, even just kind of sometimes walking around the house, like she'll come downstairs and she'll say, let me get my purse first. She does not leave. Memory is not what it used to be, but she remembers to grab her purse anytime she's going out of the house, whether it's the grocery, wherever, even just for a walk to the mailbox. She's like, let me get my purse first. So she always has the purse on her. The purse usually has the cell phone in it. So now that is activated. Also bought a GPS tracker and they have different versions of this, but it's a little square, probably one inch and less than a half inch thick, quarter inch thick, maybe. And it is just that it's a, allows you to, there's an app you load on your phone and then wherever that is, it'll keep track it Has one of those little watch batteries in it. 2032, those small batteries have that in their purse as well. So that thing, you know, you can have it ring an alarm. So actually we've already used that. She misplaced her purse one day, which happens, you know, from time to time. And I was able to ping the purse and it could make a sound. And we were able to find the purse just, you know, stored under something, got under some clothes or whatever. So a GPS tracker is now in place. And then on the front door, the deadbolt lock is one of these Wi-Fi locks now. So it has the keypad on the front. So, you know, it's also helpful if you have caregivers coming in and you want them to have access to the house, you can give out the code. This thing has, I think, 99 separate codes you can have. Um, so, you know, when someone's coming, they can you can have them use the code. But the biggest benefit of it in terms of what we're talking about here today is that you can get a alert to your phone, like, you know, a little ping every time the lock is unlocked or locked. It just sends you a doop. You can make it make noise. You can just have it come in silent and you can always you know check the history and it allows you to check the history, by the way, of who with what code access the lock. So you get all of those features and then you can disable codes through there, establish codes through there. But for me, it was anytime that lock is being unlocked or locked, I get a code. So now, you know, and that may take maybe a lapse of 10, 15 seconds. It's not immediate. But if I were concerned because she was there upstairs and I was downstairs and I know that, you know, no one is expected and I get a ding that the lock is turned. Now she won't have a mile and a half start on me. She'll only get you know, a 10 second lead. And I believe that I still have it in me enough to chase down an 80 year old with a 15 second jump start. So I think we're covered in that area. So that is just some of the things that we're trying to do. You know, you have a baby or a toddler, you have to baby proof your home. In my case, I have an adult who's a wanderer. So I had to adult proof the home. And just again, real quick, the list of things that were done here, and you know, 
not at all an exhaustive list. I don't have all the answers, but just sharing with you what I've done and that it has worked is cameras have been installed. The doorknobs have now been adult proofed a GPS tracker in the purse. And if there's a coat or jacket um, that your loved one wears all the time, you can, you know, put that in the lining of the coat. Uh, and it's, you know, same thing. Get that coverage. Uh, the find my phone. I have an iPhone, but you could have whatever uh, Android phone. I'm sure they have the same type of feature. Have that attached to your your phone or iPad or whatever computer so that you can be able to find it and track it. And then the Wi-Fi lock, which allows you to know when that lock is turned or not. And of course, if you have an alarm on the door, door chimes, you know, those types of things can also help. I do have a uh, alarm system that I've purchased, but haven't installed that yet, but that will have some added you know, benefit in terms of having the door chime on there just to be able to hear a ding dong anytime that door, any of the doors open is also a great benefit as well. So I hope this uh, helps you just, you know, things we have to do on this journey. Dementia in black and white. Thank you for tuning in this week. We'll come back again next week to take one more step on this journey. Appreciate you. Until next time, take care of your loved one. Absolutely. Do everything you can to do that. But do that after you put your own mask on. You know how they talk about the oxygen mask when a plane is going down? Take care of yourself. Mental and physical. It's important. See you next time.